Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you guys out there are having a great day. I know I'm having a really, really like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a a calm yet like, um, just really nice day. You know what I mean? It's a really nice day. I'm really weird too because like different because the way I flipped my day, I did this yesterday also, but the way I flipped it. It actually like really worked today where I got a lot of TV shows done while I was watching like a lot of my TV shows while I was music producing and all that. And if you don't know who I am, by the way, I'm a 19 year old music producer who's an entrepreneur, started an e-commerce business to sell beats online to uh, rappers who are in need. So that's a little bit about me, but we got some good topics today. And basically I want to show you guys a piece of my journey and, um, and future me can come back to this and watch it and be like, oh, that's what I was doing back in the day on in that hustle phase. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so we got some good topics to talk about, good ideas to go through. And, yeah, let's get right into it. We have, first thing I want to talk about is actually a pretty heavy one. I'm starting it off pretty heavy with the word should. Um, if you guys have been watching me a while, you know that when I say should, it's like zero zero point zero one percent of the time. Like I'm saying should zero percent of the time. Uh, and when I do, I say it in context differently the way I think most people say it or the way it's most commonly used, which is people should do this. You should do that. And it's like, well, I don't know. I think should for me should has been a word that I've avoided as I talk to you guys. And as I get deeper into this, um, deeper into this almost rabbit hole of talking about my day and talking about different ideas I have, really articulating those ideas I have, should has really been something I've thrown away. I, I think it's one step in the right direction because it's something that just gets overused, I think. I think a lot of people overuse it. It's not a word that should be treated, ironically. It's not a word that it would be helpful if it was treated without care. It's a very, very dangerous word and heavy word. You know what I mean? So when I, I usually, I try to avoid saying it by saying for me and my situation, because that's fact. It's not just something I believe in. It's like what I actually went through and what I took away from that and the decisions I made after that, it's fact. That's just simply what happened, right? Whereas with should, I'm just some random person telling you what you should do. And random 19-year-old. I'm only 19 years old, right? What am I? Who am I to tell you what you should and shouldn't do, right? That would be the argument, the main argument. But I want to talk about... Um, this is an interesting one, actually. Uh, shifting gears a little bit into... Memories that are so nice and so unique. I wonder if we all have this, because I definitely have a couple of these. They're so nice, they're so unique... And they're a vision of you almost in a bottle. Do you know those, uh, they put a, like the paper in the bottle, message in a bottle and throw it into the ocean, you know, and a lot of people did that. A lot of people had their little message in a bottle. And that's what I feel like memories are certain memories that I have that are like in a bottle, stuck in time, frozen in time. And when I see people from those memories or those events that happened, it's like I'm back in the bottle. I'm back in that memory all of a sudden. And I forget about everything else in this grand scheme 
of life that all these memories are flooding back to me where I'm like, I didn't think in detail about a lot of these situations that I got myself into at a certain point in my life. You know, I just simply didn't notice. And for better or for worse, I simply didn't notice that these these little tiny things that I'm like, they were so big in the moment. And now, years later, months later, I'm just like, who cares? And I'm 19, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, that memory. When I'm in my 30s, 40s, 50s, it's like, it's all going to be like, yeah, whatever, that doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? I even think about stuff that was on like day one. Now I'm on day 29. And on my YouTube, I'm on day 30. But it's like a lot of those little things that meant so much that were actually just little in perspective. And in the grand scheme of things, they're just nothing. It just doesn't matter. You know, it's so weird to find everything that I choose to say matters. And everything that I choose to say that doesn't matter to me in this moment, right? Or in any moment that I'm doing that I'm thinking about it or I'm actively stressing out about something or having anxiety about something that doesn't need to be doesn't need to be a big deal at all you know it's just it's like yeah it's so easy to get caught up in the moment I think it's almost the human condition you know um oh god another heavy topic wow I've really put the heavy topics in but uh, another topic I wanted to talk about was knowing when to quit I think you guys have heard this a lot. And for me, I, I've actually had moments where I said, all right, I know when to quit um, because I'm just going to end up doing this for the rest of my life and hating this. I, I know when to quit this this specific thing um, before it gets too out of hand. Let's take the risk. Let's be fearless. But a lot of people, I think, maybe quit too early or don't do what they think they should and just do things out of impulse. It's just like, uh, knowing when to quit can actually be very important. It could also be the thing that ruins you, but it could be very important. You know, it could be the, the, for me, it was the thing that changed my life when I knew when to say, all right, that's it. You're done. You failed. Quit. <laughs> it's over. Not like you failed. If anything, you succeeded. So quit. That's it. You're done. You know, with theater, I did that. High school theater, I had started very early when I was like 11. And I was with a bunch of 14-year-olds. I looked very old for my age, as I do now. But I, I was an 11-year-old that looked like they were 15. And I went in there and I was like, dude, this is insane. And I, had, I was done when I was 14. I looked around me and I wasn't like, I'm too good for this. I was like, it's not for me. I'm simply too old. My, my brain is too old. I can't do this anymore. I'm that guy. I'm the guy that, that knows exactly when to quit. And before it gets too out of hand, too. You know what I mean? How many bands do we know that probably should have just, like, call it a wrap before you come out with another album and another one and another one? And you're like, oh, God, no. No. I feel like we're almost seeing that. This is going to be controversial, but I feel like we're almost seeing that with Drake right now. Drake just keeps coming out with stuff, and you're like, I probably would be better if he just retired. <laughs> We'd all look at you like, okay, well, you're still on a high, but now you're just making situations worse. And on a little scale, it's also knowing when to quit. Quit bad habits. 
it's knowing when to say this has gone too far in terms of drinking maybe for some people in terms of eating too much food whatever addiction you think you have or vice that you think you have or you go oh, this is it this is the time i know when to quit it's now over that's it it's an interesting idea it's an interesting toy to play around with because for me it's been something that for me it's been something life-changing it's been something i go i look back on and say now i don't regret that at all good thing i quit that to start anew you know i quit doing a lot of tiktoks and a lot of my showing off my music rather than actually starting a business doing this um finding what really matters and starting the journey of becoming a man rather than starting the journey of becoming a, a full-time rapper a famous rapper or a touring touring artist which is something i just eventually said there's a piece of me that doesn't want this and if there's a piece of me that doesn't want this quit quit now it's over you know don't force this out because then it'll happen and you look back and say that was cool and all but you know it was cool and all but this i was this will make me go, well, I was doing it for this greater purpose. And that's for me. If you guys are doing it out there and you want to, awesome. And there's a piece of you that doesn't want to, you know, I would suggest to, you know, rethink it. But if you didn't and it all worked out, then guess what? Congrats. You know, success is different for different people. You know what I mean? All right. So, so now we, we're, we're at this, uh, we're at a crossroads now because I have a story. I have a story to tell you guys, a story about my past, a story about, um, a story about heartbreak. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to say a story about heartbreak, but I am going to tell this story. It's a story from when I was, um, I was younger than I am now. And I decided to, I decided I wanted to start working out and it didn't work this time. Like when I was 12, it had not worked this time, but it was my first time really trying on my own to say, hey, let's work out, buddy. Come on, start. So I would go in my living room, I'd blast music on the TV and run back and forth. This is a light jog. And sometimes I would sprint. And I remember I would, I would tap the glass in my kitchen and run back and go there and back. And I was at 204 pounds at like 12. Just not ridiculous, especially because I was already like five seven. So it's not insane, but it's pretty bad. So I'm running back and forth. I remember I'm doing it, running, keep I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I do great. I I stay consistent, and I lose tiny tiny portions of pounds. It's really like one pound every like two or three days. And I'm like getting pissed, right? Because I, I didn't know how long it took. I didn't have patience. I was only 12. So I um, I kept going. And it simply just didn't work. I, I gave up and got sick. Now I was very lucky I got sick. For some reason, I don't even know like the exact timeline of this. I can't quite remember because I started running. But then I went to the gym like once or twice to learn like how to work out arms and stuff and bench and I was already like losing weight so I think I went from like 204 to 200 and I got sick I couldn't work out and I was just like bruh you know what I mean you have that feeling 
And I remember my mom had made pork chops or something like that. I couldn't eat it. I went to this girl's Sweet 16. <laughs> I remember this so vividly. I went to her Sweet 16. Was like starving. But like didn't feel like I was because I was sick. So I didn't eat like anything. That whole Sweet 16. And the day after, I was like that whole week I was sick. And I dropped like five pounds. So now I saw like, okay, I'm going to start losing weight. I grabbed the bench and just, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I grabbed the bench, like bench press. I started doing dumbbell bench press over at the gym, going hard, like just going in at like 13. Like, this is my time. We're doing it. And I kill. I mean, I just go ballistic. And I go on this rip for like a month and a half. And I had went from 204 to 176. I remember 176 vividly because I was doing this show, this theater show, and I weighed myself in the morning after the show, I think. I was so dazed and like, what happened? And I stepped on the scale, 176. I bugged out. I was like, yo, what? 176? I mean, I haven't been to one, I haven't been in the 170s since. The lowest I've gotten recently is 185. Nothing, I have not gotten to the 176. I think I'd be like way too skinny. I would start looking like insanely skinny, um, especially now. I mean, now I'm pretty in shape. I mean, I could do a lot of pull-ups, a lot of push-ups, and I'm 240. So I started realizing how to gain muscle in a different way and how to how to do it a bit differently these days. But back then, man, I remember starting to learn what it meant to have a reason. And my reason was just do it. Because of girls and this and that. Just get it done for that. For materialism. Praise. And it wasn't strong enough. It only lasted me like a month. And even my big weight loss, where I lost 50 pounds, only lasted me six months before, to be totally honest with you, I fell right back. Um, so... So what did, what's the difference now? How am I working out now? The most consistently I've ever worked out in my whole life. It's been almost a year now of straight working out literally like every day, right? Without taking more than a week to two week break. I've just been working out. What's the difference now? My difference is my reason. My reason is just to be healthy and yeah, whatever. It's like, it's my habit. So that's like, I barely even have a reason. I just get up and do it. Like, <laughs> it's not even like. I was like, oh, well, time to work out, and I get it done. And I want to reach my number of pull-ups, too. I want to be able to get 10 pull-ups a set for 10 sets. Um, so that's kind of my reason. I think that's an interesting story because the moral is, what's your reason? Is your reason one Do you have a one-month reason? Do you have a two-year reason? Do you have a lifetime reason? How long is your reason? You know what I'm saying? That's basically what I mean. So, I'm going to move on to the song, Somebody That I Used To Know, which, I mean, come on, a fantastic song. We all know this. People of my generation, we know that we grew up with this stuff. The song was crazy huge. It was the biggest song. It still is. I mean, people love it. But this song went, if you don't know it, it's look it up. <laughs> You're like living under a rock. It's a very, very famous song and was a very famous song, like 2011 or something. And so that song was huge at the time. And I never really listened to the lyrics as something that was important. But I was just like, whoa, this song is just dope. Like, you know what I mean? I was a little kid, you know? So I was like, this song is epic. 
But when I listened to the lyrics, I really went down to the nitty gritty. I was like, yo, what? Not because the lyrics are, you don't hear it and they're insane. It's because of somebody that I used to know, how much that affected. That's exactly, it's not somebody that I, I, I don't know who that is or I know of that person. I've met that person. But it's somebody that I used to know. I don't know them now. They don't know me now. And it's articulated in the best way I've ever heard. It's amazingly articulated. And even the music, I feel like the articulation of the music is so clear and vivid. Their image and their, um, what they were trying to convey is so, so obvious, you know? And that idea of, I mean, do you guys have that? Do you guys have somebody that you go, yeah, it was somebody I used to know. And I'm like, for me, it's not just true. That's, painfully true it's like oh right yeah that person yeah I don't want to think about them I remember I this girl wanted me to, to come to her recital or whatever she was like hey come whatever and I'm like no nah, I'm in a different state and she's like yeah we'll show up anyway and she's like not only for me for all these other people I hadn't seen these other people in years and they hadn't messaged me and I hadn't messaged them it was just mutually whatever and I was like, well, I don't know anybody in the recital. She's like, yeah, you do. You know this person, that person. I'm like, I don't know them. I used to, but I don't know them. And she was like, huh. I'm like, yeah, dude, isn't that weird? Like, I never thought about that, but I'm like, they don't know who I am. They know a version of me. They know it's like. Having an iPhone 1 and saying you know an iPhone. You don't, or you know an iPhone 15. You don't know an iPhone 15. You only saw the early version. Like the first version you saw? Oh, come on. Like they saw an early version of me. They didn't see me. You know, they didn't see the latest. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's really funny. But I was watching House, a show House MD, great show. And he had this quote that really stuck with me, which was, we all make mistakes. We all pay the price for those mistakes. Interesting quote. I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but interesting quote. The reason why it's interesting is not just because we all make mistakes. It's like, no, we don't just all make mistakes. We all pay the price for mistakes. Way more important than actually just making mistakes. If I went all along my life and just made mistakes, it wouldn't matter. The reason why the mistakes hurt is because you have to pay the price. There are mistakes that I've made that even I have to pay the price for and that delayed me years. That delayed me months. Right? Oh, yeah, that mistake. I, I paid the price for that one. But the reason why people wouldn't consider them to be mistakes is because you paid the price and moved on. You don't just pay the price and die. Some people do. Some people just make so horrible mistakes and just fucking die. Yes, that's how that goes. But... I don't know why I said that's like, like uh, I said it like it was a punchline, but it's true. It's true. Some people just literally fucking die. Mistakes that I've made have not been that big or severe and hopefully never will. I mean, damn. But with you guys, I wonder if there's a mistake you made that you're like, oh, God, and you paid the goddamn price. Not just for worse, but for better or for worse. Because it taught you everything about life. Because life is for better or for worse. Life is not just like for worse unless, again, you die. That's the exception in my opinion. That's the exception is 
unless you die. If I, you know, if I die, God forbid, if a hypothetical person were to literally just die, that's it. The mistake will never be, there'll never be anything else. That's it. Gone. Obviously, it's the only thing that's certain. We all know this. So the question becomes, starts to get a little interesting now, right? The question becomes, what is a mistake and and how do we not pay the price for mistakes? And the answer really is you don't not pay the price. You're always going to pay a price and that's the good thing, right? That's what like my whole point is. The, the paying of the price is awesome. It just depends on the way you're looking at it. From a certain lens, it's not awesome. It's the worst and I have to deal with this, whatever. It's like when you were a little kid and you got punished and delayed you for so long, it would delay me forever. And I'm like, Ugh, I can't, I can't do whatever I wanted to do. And now I look back on it like, yeah, who cares? I had all the time in the world to do that after. Whatever. It's not gone. You know, it's never just gone. There's always something to learn. Always. And that's why I think that this show is teaching me so much house. Because it makes me feel like I know everything about like medicine and stuff. I'm not like a doctor or anything. I'm just like, oh yeah, I know how to cure that. And they're going through like these diseases and stuff. It's about this. It's like a doctor show. And Going through these diseases, I'm like, damn, these people really memorize all of this? And even they don't know, right? These people I consider to be the highest of high, these characters, I'm like, they know everything. Even they get confused. It's like, interesting. You know what I mean? All right, so I want to end on this last um, this last topic about Star Trek episode I watched recently. Um, that was this man, it has to do with the, what we were talking about, mistakes. It was about Spock. If you watch Star Trek, you know what I'm talking about. It's about Spock going into uh, going into this universe. There was a girl he knew on this planet, and she knew him. And she was just so happy. And she was like, if only you would love me the way I love you. And Spock is this alien, half-breed human and some other alien that doesn't really feel emotions. And so he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, why would I feel that? Like, it doesn't even matter. And there's this flower that blows up in his face. And he gains emotion. And the whole show, I mean, it's Spock's character. The whole show, he, he's emotionless and he makes logical decisions. Now he starts to make all emotional decisions, like jumping on trees. And he starts to become an actual likable character. The actor does a phenomenal job at showing us that there is a different side to him. Where it's like, oh my God, the way he's smiling, it just fills up his face like a true smile. And he's in heaven with his girl. And he decides to stay. He says, I'm, I'm never going to go back. I'm just going to stay. And Captain Kirk is like, well, this isn't heaven. Like, well, well, I have everything. It's heaven. And he's like, well, if you just have everything, it doesn't make it heaven. It does. It's like, I feel like I'm in heaven. I'm just in heaven. He's like, no, it takes more than that. It takes, you're not, you're, you're actually in hell just because you have things. That's what hell looks like. It's just pleasure all, all the time, which pleasure is awesome. You know, I'm not going to say hell would look bad. Hell would look awesome. It's heaven that would look tough. But at the end of the day, ironically, guess what's more helpful? Guess what's more what really defines purpose? I'll give you a hint. It's not things. It's 
not materialism. At least in my experience, materialism has messed me up. It has made me go into spirals of bigger things that I want and bigger things that I want. And I'm like, wait, who cares? You're still on the same track. If you want a bigger boat, metaphorically, the better girl, bigger house, more, more, more. You're still on the same track. You're not going to get more. You're going to go to the same destination. It'll just be at scale. Instead, just switch the track. Curiosity, creativity, things that take time. For me, that brings me purpose. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't met anybody that's obsessed with materialism and has an insane amount of purpose. To like materialism is one thing, but to be obsessed, for that to be your reason, feels very fraudulent, you know? And on this podcast, we try to be as authentic as possible. On that note, I'm going to end the podcast here. Hopefully you guys had a great day. I really do believe that. And I'm going to keep enjoying mine. All right. See you next time. Peace.